What's up, guys? It's Liz Kelly, and welcome to the Ringer Podcast Network. Before you get to the show, make sure you check out theringer.com for our extensive NFL coverage leading up to the Super Bowl. We also just published our 2019 NFL Draft Guide, where you can find all things draft-related leading up to the first round on April 25th. It includes prospect rankings, scouting reports, mock drafts, and much more. We'll be updating it regularly with new analysis that takes all the latest developments into account. Once again, you can check that out on theringer.com. Welcome to Heat Check. I'm your host, John Gonzalez, normally joined by Isaac Lee. Instead, we've got Jim here filling in. Uh, Isaac, he texted me yesterday. He says, I don't think I can make it. I've got a fever. I'm not feeling well. I think he said that they were amputating his liver. He's going to get a lung transplant, all this stuff, right? And I go on Twitter. And there's like 20 takes about SGA and the Clippers. And he's like, oh, I'm too sick to make it in. Uh, but he's, he's all over social media. And then this morning I wake up, it's like 6 a.m. And I go on our Slack and it's, there's like two Slacks from like 4.30 a.m. Pacific time. One is from Paolo, who will be on the program a little bit later on. And the other is from Isaac, who is super online for somebody who's dying. So I hope he makes it through uh, as his closest living podcast relative. Uh, I, if he doesn't make it, I will say super nice things in his wake, but we're monitoring that situation. Uh, so like I said, a I wake up this morning, Anthony Davis out of nowhere is apparently on the trade block. So we're going to get into that with Kevin O'Connor and Paolo Ugetti, who will be joining us in a little bit. But first, I want to thank everybody for listening, and I want to please remind you to rate and review us on all of our fantastic Ringer NBA shows and pods if you would be so inclined. And of course, please check out our great content on TheRinger.com. We've got a staff post about AD being available now ahead, maybe a little bit ahead of schedule. I think we were all sort of bracing for this to happen. I'm not sure we were, we were ready for it to happen right this second, but I'm here for it. We've also got a trade deadline tracker that is constantly updated. We've got Haley O'Shaughnessy asking a question that I asked on Heat Check of her last week, which is why aren't we talking about PG more in the MVP conversation? That dude is absolutely killing it right now. And Kevin O'Connor, very timely. The Grizz are trying to ditch this era, but is it too late? They're the most interesting team in the NBA, so says Kevin O'Connor. Uh, and I want to give shouts to the Ringer NFL crew. They are killing it right now. They're getting you ready for the Super Bowl. Make sure to check out all of their football NFL content. But with this AD thing, there's so many things that are happening. And for that, we need our best playmakers. And it's been a while since we went three wide. So let's do it. Let's bring him in. Boom, shakalaka. He's heating up. He's on fire. All right, joining me in the studio from the mismatch and corner three, and also from group chat, it's Kevin O'Connor and Paolo Ugetti. I had a whole thing Ooh, ready for us. We had all kinds go. of things we could talk about. Uh, the Warriors won like a, a zillion straight, and Chris Paul returned. And blah, blah, blah. And then uh, none of that matters. I woke up this morning very early to find yet another Woj bomb. One that we, I guess, oh, have been talking one. about and like yes. and waiting for for a while. But I'm not sure that I was quite ready for it to happen this soon. For AD to pronounce, according to Woj, that he wants out. Here's the official tweet. Agent Rich Paul has notified the New Orleans Pelicans that all-star NBA forward Anthony Davis has no intention of signing a contract extension if and when presented. And that he has requested a trade. Oof. It's happening. I love the wording of that because it's very. It, it tells you. It doesn't tell you all you need to know, but it's very clear on like Rich Paul, name by name. Mm -hmm. Not all yeah. the time we get agents by name. Yeah, on the record, telling 
the Pelicans that he will not sign a sanction and he wants to trade. It's so it is it's like you said, it's been like an undercurrent of a story that has like followed us along throughout this whole season. We'd had rumors here and there. We had the dinner with LeBron, the game in LA, and now it's all come to this moment. And I just my question of it all is why now? Is it because of well, the trade deadline? There, there's been rumblings of this for a couple of weeks now. On January 5th, I texted with two sources who expected him to request a trade in the next couple of weeks. And then the AD injury happened, and he, and he sat out for a little bit. He had the MRI. And, and it's like, hmm, maybe, maybe they're not going to request a trade. He's just sitting out. He's just hurt. Then here we go. Here we Monday go. morning. Here we go. And, you know, like you said, why now? I think it's to apply pressure mm-hmm. on the Pelicans early, where like right now, the Lakers would have to go all in to make a deal happen. For New Orleans to wait for Boston or the Knicks, whoever wins the number one pick, well, the Lakers might have to over, not overpay right now because it's Anthony Davis, but give everything to get a deal done now. And plus, it just starts a conversation earlier. It, it, the pressure starting early on the Pelicans to actually get a deal done instead of this dropping in June. It starts the conversation. It puts more pressure on them. It helps control the narrative because basically, yep. this is like the worst kept secret in the NBA. Everybody you talk to, in the NBA, no matter where you went, everybody would just, this was a foregone conclusion. He's going to leave. It's not a matter of uh, if, but when. So they're starting the clock early. And and by doing so, you get to uh, like control the PR and the spin a little bit. Also, Woj reporting, Anthony wanted to be honest and clear with his intentions. And that's the reason for them informing them of his decision. Now, that's in the best interest of both Anthony's and the organization's future. That's a that's from it Rich is. Paul. It is. Right? So that's Rich Paul <laughs> going like, this is what we're thinking about. Like, everybody knows that we're leaving. We might as well just admit it. You guys can figure out how you want to <laughs> plan your future uh, and we'll go our separate ways. And I think this helps, like, take a little bit of the PR hit off of people going, oh, you know, Anthony Davis, like, threw the Pelicans under the bus. No, he gave them a headway yeah. here. I was just going to say, it's it's like, it's one of those, it's not you, it's me uh, Ty, right. t- type of conversations. I mean... I, I don't think I completely agree with the fact that it's... I do agree that it starts a conversation earlier, like you said, and that's important. But I don't know if it's in the best interest that it is now. Because, as we all know, in the summer, the Celtics with, can get involved, and that changes the dynamic of what can be offered. All right, so let's talk about that, because that's an important that's an important point. Everybody has talked about the Celtics being the front runner here, except for there's a window... Where everybody else can get out of how to, how to the Celtics. The Celtics mm-hmm. can't trade for him until July 1 because they already traded for Kyrie on the Rose Rule, which is like the designated rookie exception, or you can't have two players on the same team that signed a six-year max. So that changes. Very confusing. It's very confusing. It's a, All you have to know is... <laughs> they can't trade for AD right they now. They can't because trade they until July 1 because <laughs> they have to wait for Kyrie's designation to change uh, to free agent. Yeah. Then they can do it. So this presents a window for all these other teams up to and including and especially the Los Angeles Lakers who've gotten into the mix. Now, one of the things that, Chris, uh, that uh, Rich Paul also said was that Anthony wants to be traded to a team that allows him to win consistently and compete for a championship. All right, not for nothing, Clutch and Rich Paul and LeBron James have been setting up these dominoes to fall for a while. And for a while, we've been looking at AD to the Lakers as a very interesting wrinkle if it wasn't going to be Boston. And right now, this is LA's window. Well, this, this certainly is the Lakers' window here when you consider the fact that, like you said, Boston is out right now. Um, I think if New Orleans waits, Jason Tatum becomes available. Maybe that's King's pick, you know, rises to number three or number four in the draft lottery. They could end up getting more if they wait, or they might not. Because right now, the Lakers are in a position where I think you have to go all in, knowing that if, if the Lakers, if you wait, 
then, then the Knicks come into the picture, the Celtics come into the picture, surprise team A, B, and C enter the, enter the picture. Right now, Lakers can offer Ingram, Lonzo, Kuzma, whatever, and all their future picks, pick protections, swap picks to try to get something done now. So, not surprisingly, right away, we've already got reports about the Lakers being interested. Brad Turner from the LA Times reported that he's hearing from sources that if the Lakers want Anthony Davis, <laughs> that LA must start the deal with Lonzo Ball, Kyle Kuzma, Zubak, and a number one pick. So, I'm actually kind of start surprised. There, like, that's the starting and point, builds. right? So <laughs> yeah, a couple, yeah. A couple of different things here. One, I think you'd have to go more than just one number one pick. It probably have to oh, be yeah. this year's and oh, then yeah. 2021. You have to toss in some or expiring. More or more than that, too. Mm-hmm. I have to toss in some expirings to make the money match. Uh, as various people noted in our Slack, kind of interesting that that opening offer doesn't include Brandon Ingram. Yeah, I mean, that was it's, my thought. Is yeah. you know, I kind of joked about it a little bit on Twitter, like, Zubach is the the new Ingram. You got to go out and get Zubach. Ingram was all the rave. (laughs) For what it's worth, Zubach has had some ridiculous per 36 numbers. He's been amazing for them. Like, he's the reason they probably were able to beat the Suns last night. But besides the point, it is quite. Yeah, big win over the Suns. (laughs) Huge. It is quite the. Quite the interesting thing to note that how Ingram's stock seems to have fallen. You know, he was going into the season, LeBron had kind of adopted him as like he's the next guy he's he's coming up our lockers are next to each other and you know whether it's injuries or suspensions or just flat out not playing well he's not the player we thought he was going to be it's 21 right years now. old so this is this it's is 21 the point that i put into slack so like you know there's some debate about kyle kuzman what he's actually worth because uh he's putting up a lot of stats with lebron out right i think i could make the argument that he's been their second best player all year long uh but he doesn't play defense uh, you know, like there's some efforty issues yeah. sometimes. He's mostly just no, a, no different than college. All the same flaws that were there yeah. in college. Where like he could be a theoretically really versatile defender. Yeah, but he needs to try harder. His you know fundamentals need to get better. And sometimes he does. He's older not all the time. Um, than some of these other guys that they're talking about. I I contend though that he has been their second best player. His contract is much better. And with Brandon Ingram, he's going to be eligible for an extension before next season, mm-hmm. or you have to decide what to pay him before he becomes a restricted free agent the following season. Right. And here's my point. What is Brandon Ingram worth? Tell me. I, and I, this is like an honest, yeah. sincere question. I, I don't know what his value is or what I'd want to pay well, him. I think if you're the Lakers, you're hoping the Pelicans are like, oh, we don't want that 21-year-old six foot nine forward who can pass, <laughs> who, who, who has shown flashes of being a go-to scorer, who tries on defense, who can rebound. You're hoping the Pelicans say that. Right. You are. Yeah. You're hoping yeah. they prefer Kyle Kuzma, who's... Two years older, yeah, two years more old. experience, right. more developed, you know, more grown into his body, who has more of a complete game right now. You're hoping they want that guy over Brandon Ingram if you're the Lakers. Um, as for what Ingram, Ingram is worth, I don't really know. Right. I, I don't know. I don't know. I, I think if I'm the Pelicans, I would need him in a deal. Yeah. I wouldn't yeah. do deal definitely. Him. Why wouldn't you but, want him but, in but a I'm deal? But I'm also somebody that had him ranked ahead of Ben Simmons, which was silly in hindsight. But I think Ingram, right now, we are so focused on what he is right now. He's 21 right. years old. But that's what the, a team with LeBron does. Like, it, know, it forces you to look at a player like but that. But you shouldn't. Then you're making a mistake. And, like, if if the Pelicans would ever do a deal with the Lakers without getting Brandon Ingram, it would be an utter joke. Yeah, there's yeah. no doubt about it. If you're going to do a deal, if you're the Pelicans, you have to have Brandon Ingram in it because you'd be placing and a Lonzo. bet. You'd have, right. You'd be putting a, a bet on the future, right? And that makes complete sense for them if you're going to move off of AD, which obviously you're mm-hmm. going to now because he's not going to stick around. <laughs> so now you just have to figure out how you're going to maneuver those pieces for the future and what those pieces for the future could potentially be for you. So yes, you'd be betting on 
what he could still become, Brandon Ingram. But my point still stands about like, okay, so you place that bet, right? Now what are you paying him? Like, what's he worth? Like, yeah. Well, I don't. I, think I don't that's know. Why, that's I don't why, know. That's why there's appeal for New Orleans to wait because Jason Tatum, when he becomes available, rather have Jason summer, Tatum. Sure. Or if the Knicks win the lottery and you have a chance at Zion Williamson to have him on a rookie contract for four right. years, then rights to, when he's a restricted free agent, there's uh, there's obvious appeal in waiting until the summer. Never mind the possibility of a surprise team coming out of nowhere, offering sure. everything just to take a grand risk for one year of AD. Like the Lakers offer could easily easily be beat this summer but right yeah. now that's where the lakers need to be like we're giving everything because you because if you're the lakers you have to be saying i know we're gonna mm-hmm. lose if we wait and in a way that's why this is i've answered my own question which i started the podcast with is like this is why it's a genius move by rich paul and clutch and, and ad because now they put the onus on the lakers right yeah they, they make them go out and do the deal that they didn't make for Paul George and they, they that they didn't make for Kawhi Leonard, who are yeah. players that they now don't have. Rich Paul is like all of a sudden like one of the principal puppet masters in the NBA, right? <laughs> like no, like Rich Paul and Clutch Sports have played this beautifully. And like um KOC and I were talking about this right before the pod. Like, how aggravated must other teams in the league be with Rich Paul? Because Barry. he has so much power. <laughs> Barry. He has so much power. And it's like good for him for going out there and like and yeah. becoming this like massive entity that you have to reckon with because he's moving these giant pieces around the board, which when this happens, however it happens, will have long-term and lasting ripple yeah. effects in the NBA for years. Mm-hmm. Exactly. With Davis, he's he's the, he was the big next whale that everybody was trying to get, that everybody's trying to get. If this is not like, sorry, Gons, but this is not Jimmy Butler going to the Sixers. This, this is Anthony brutal. Davis you, you going. You stabbed me. I asked you to come on, in, on the podcast. <laughs> I, and you, I mean, just, you don't even stab me in the back. You do it no, right in just front. just right in front. This, this is an all-time great player. I mean, if you look at 80s numbers, they are very similar to what Kareem Abdul-Jabbar put up in the 1974-75 season, the year before he requested a trade and ended up getting traded to the Lakers. It's not quite a repeat of history because we don't know where AD is going or when he's going to be going, but that's the level of player. This is a top potential potential top 10 all-time player he has the upside to get there and like this cannot be understated enough this guy being on the move is just on another I, level before, any, anything else that happens in recent years before we get further into uh lakers dumb and what they can do and other potential suitors and and i and i want to really mm-hmm. interrogate the the idea that boston has the most to offer because mm-hmm. i think that's been the default position but the more i look at those assets the i'm more ready I'm for this. Quite, quite sure i want to get into that but like you said you have a a generational talent right and New Orleans couldn't do anything with them. And it sucks. Like if you're a Pelicans fan, it's like we've got uh, Justin Verrier and Micah. And I think there's like three or four other in existence. Like this <laughs> era that they had is it? I mean, like the win, win Butler from Arcade Fire. Good right, friend of the NBA right, show. Like, what Shout do you, out to win. What do you do if you're the Pelicans now? Like are all of a sudden they a relocation candidate? Are you oh, going to get rid of Miritich? Are you going to trade Randall and Drew Holiday? Like are you blowing the entire thing up completely? Like. Right now, are so you saying blow it up, guys? Uh, this is a, you and I are going to do some <laughs> wow. videos later on. We're, we've got a full day together, um, uh, but this becomes a blow it up candidate, does it not? Well, you know, I, first I think it's very disappointing for the Pelicans that you know the NBA put in the supermax to give teams like the Pelicans an edge over other teams, but it's really not much of an edge. New Orleans can offer two hundred sixty-six million over the next six seasons. Every other team can offer two hundred fifty-two million. 
I mean, look, $14 million is a lot of cash, but it's not that big of a difference for Anthony Davis. Uh, so that's disappointing. Uh, and I'm sure New Orleans probably isn't too happy about that. But it's but, such a but, wasted period. It, it's it, an incredibly it, it, wa- Like, I how know, do you have a talent like that and you couldn't put I, a team around him? I know. I know. I, it's very I mean, disappointing. It falls but, you know? on the management. Like, it falls on Dell Dems. It falls on everybody there in the organization for not, you know, I, I think there are some nice pieces there. Like, I really like Drew Holiday. But at the same time, like, if AD's putting up the numbers he's putting up, which are ridiculous right now, and they are 12th in the West, six games out of a playoff, that that shows more of an organizational like lack of. I mean, know, a lot complete. of the choices they made were all short sighted. Like, I mean, I I would have also made the Buddy Hield for Demarcus Cousins trade because that was a risk you had to take to bring in a superstar little player. Sure. However, it 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 did really capture how every single choice they made along the way was about this season. Not the future. Like they weren't trading future right. picks. They're only trading picks within the current year. Uh, the signing like Solomon Hill to the salary they did, it was all short sighted instead of taking the long view with Anthony Davis. And that is so often the mistake teams seem to make. Yeah. Uh, that, I mean, across sports, is just thinking about the now instead of the future. Because you could have you could have been built a different way. But, you could have you mm-hmm. could have built for the you know seventeen and eighteen season, looking ahead to the future instead of building for fourteen, fifteen. 16. I guess, it's just, I guess it's just what a superstar does to you, that he has that power now, which yeah, LeBron obviously exactly. held over Cleveland too, which is going to year to year and forcing the team to invest in the winning now instead of the planning for the future. As, think, of, as of right now, according to 538, the Pelicans have a 23% chance of making the playoffs. They, they're they forecasted to finish at 500. Rich Paul just detonated your team. That I, feels like, really we high. Were, we were t- <laughs> it feels really high. Mm. You, you We were just talking about... Um, you know, do should they blow it up? Rich Paul blew it up for them. So now the question is like, if you're not going to move Anthony Davis right now and you want to wait and there's a case to be made and we'll get into the Celtics and like what they have to offer and like having as many potential buyers in the pool as possible when you decide to do this thing. But you've got these other pieces you could move. Like it's asset acquisition time, right? Like I think it's time to just go, okay, well, I mean, I guess it's time to get really bad. I think, you know, that 23% number is interesting to me because maybe it is about a quarter because you have a guy like Anthony Davis on your team and you can go on a run like he did last year. Mm-hmm. However, if you're the Pelicans, why would you play AD? Because right. because right now you're in a position where you'd be better off having a higher pick. But more importantly, if AD were to suffer a major injury yeah. towards well, the end of the season, when you have nothing to gain, you would lose everything. Potentially this summer, if it were a major injury, like do you put him on ice the rest of the season? Just I mean, why not tank right? it out and you preserve your asset for right. the trade in June or July? I don't think this has been. I've floated out there is don't play D, wait it out, wait for the summer to more options, and then you know sell high on Drew Holiday maybe or so right. if you're gonna actually blow it up. If we're gonna talk mm. about it in the context of blowing up now, do that's they want to do that? You know, I, I don't know. That's that's the tough part because they probably still want to compete and maybe we can talk about that in the context of what they want back. You know, but I think, I think they can it, still you know, be good. Like they can still be a competitive team if they get a haul for AD when you still have Drew Holiday on the team. I mean I mean he's sure. a, he's a, a great really two way yeah. point guard. And plus like you mentioned earlier, are they a move candidate? Well, maybe they are if they're like the worst team in the league for the next eight years. At least with Drew Holiday for the next two or three, um, you have a really high level point guard who can help, you know, help you through this. I just think the West phase. is I know too tough. It is really, and, 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 and that's yeah. part of the part of it's like they're a victim of circumstance. They're in the Western Conference. If they were in the East all this time, they might be in Eastern Conference Finals. But they're in the West. Yeah, I mean, 
we'll put that on our list of things that we want to address with Adam Silver about uh, reorganization. Yeah. <laughs> but ESPN's predictive model is even like when you were saying that sounds a little high. ESPN's predictive model not even that bullish. They're, they've got a twelve percent chance for the Pelicans to make the playoffs. How about zero? Yep. Your point. <laughs> your point about making they should, sure they should sit them right now. You know that you're going to move Anthony Davis at some point, right? <laughs> yeah. Yes, he has been in the past. I will, maybe not injury prone, but he has suffered injuries. Yeah. And if all of a sudden something bad happened to him, now you're double screwed because mm. he's gone regardless and you're not going to get anything <laughs> for him. Yeah. If at least he's healthy when you move him, you've got, you know, whatever assets coming in. It was only a few weeks, maybe a month or so ago that I, Alvin Gentry was, we're not trading him and we're not even trading him for Beyonce. It was an actual real quote that he said. Did he so, say that? I yeah. missed that. I want to trade him for Beyonce. <laughs> Beyonce is a, a major, major, major talent. Like uh, I could see her playing inside and out. Uh, all right. Let's, let's, let's talk about who might be best positioned here because for a long time, the default position, conventional wisdom was Boston, right? Now you mentioned Jason Tatum. That is a super attractive piece. He'd obviously have to be in any deal. People have also talked about their draft pick call, which they've got four in 2019. However, I, I was looking at this and I'm like, I don't know, is it as good as we think? We've got they've got a they've yeah, got good. four picks. Okay, well I'm gonna I will argue this point with you. They've got the Clippers pick, which is lotto protected. They've got either the Sixers pick, which is protected at number one, or the Kings pick, which either uh, whichever one is more favorable. They've got their own pick, which forget about that one. And they've got the Memphis pick, which is suddenly more interesting. Are these picks as good as we previously thought? I mean, no, because the Kings are way better than everybody thought. That was the right. pick that was supposed to have like you know, 40% odds of being in the top four, something like that. Instead, it's going to have like 5 to 10% odds. So that pick Yikes. is worse. Yeah. However, when that conversation was happening, it was assumed it would be like Jalen Brown in the deal with Marcus Smart and whatever else. That shifted. And now it would be Jason Tatum. Right, and I, I think the, I, I think Boston would put Tatum on the table for Anthony Davis. You'd have to. That's my question. Yeah, yeah I, that's what I was wondering because you, I don't see any other way they could even get in the conversation now. Where it does seem like at the beginning of this, all we were saying, you know, Jalen Brown and like maybe the picks, and now the picks are not that valuable, so it makes sense that Tatum would go in. So the draft is June twentieth. Obviously, as we mentioned, you can't. The Celtics couldn't trade for Anthony Davis until July one, so they could do a trade and like. In theory, a wink and a nod trade and finalize it afterwards, but it would have to be one of these situations. I don't think that would where, be an issue. I, right. I yeah. Like, where they yeah. like, okay, here's what we're looking at. I wonder though whether because these picks potentially, like, you have to see where it falls with the Kings. Maybe they mm -hmm. end up much higher. Yeah. Um, Could end up number three, you know. And all of a sudden it changes. All of a sudden it changes. But would Jason Tatum and a bunch of like mid round picks be enough? That's my is thing that is, that, is that with the picks, they're not known quantities. And like they are in the sense that there's a assigned value to them, but you could completely miss on it. Or, you know, it could turn out that you drafted, sorry, Gons again, Marco Fultz, right. you know? So, like, I think Cooch says no, Anthony Davis for <laughs> Fultz straight up. I mean, we'll just send a bunch of expires. Yeah, there you go. It's right? perfect. But you know what I'm saying? Like, I think for a team like the Pelicans that is a possible relocation candidate and needs to save the franchise, it, it would make sense for them to, to not. Think about picks and think think about players and stuff. I mean, the Pelicans want a young players and picks. It's, it's not one or the other. It's both. Yeah, no, Which, they, yeah. they can have both. What I'm saying is, if they get 
it from the Lakers, multiple players, as opposed to from the Celtics, Tatum and picks. You know what? It, where I mean, I, what's I, the I, th- I think it could be multiple players from Boston too. Yeah, who says it wouldn't be Tatum? Right? Yeah, says it wouldn't be Tatum and Brown or right. you know, Marcus Smart is a really good player as well, and he's somebody who would have to probably be in the deal for salary reasons. This is, but this is why I think the Lakers have an opportunity right now because to Paolo's yeah, point about like if you were going to go, all right. Jason Tatum and Jalen and like this hall of who knows what this is going to be picks or the Grizzlies pick top six protect the next year right. protect will be falling yeah or you go okay Lonzo and Ingram and here's a bunch of picks and some expirings yeah. now all of a sudden it's a conversation and exactly. we shouldn't forget that LeBron has the same agent as Anthony Davis <laughs> and there's How could we some behind the scenes maneuvering where I'm sure that LeBron and Rich Paul and Rich Paul and Anthony Davis have had a conversation about, man, wouldn't it be amazing if you two guys got to play together in Los Angeles for the Lakers? Remember on yeah. December 22nd when uh, LeBron and Anthony Davis both uh, missed shoot around together and then they dined together after the Lakers Pelicans game in Los Angeles? So <laughs> remember the fact Anthony Davis bought a, a, a like a seven million dollar home in Westlake Village. So this is <laughs> like this is this is not a like a full blown conspiracy theory. This is a theory. That yes. people are talking about in the NBA. Mm-hmm. I had a conversation, this conversation, with no fewer than three other people this weekend when I was out at Lakers practice. Where it was like, oh, like, do we think LeBron's sitting out for some <laughs> some reason other than he's just hurt? And now all of a sudden another shoe drops, and you're wondering about like, are they going to shut down AD and like how do they get them together? And mm. there's enough connective tissue here to wonder about it. I you kind know? of love that they're being very blatant about this too, like that they're not even trying to hide it at this point. Not not that you know, obviously, there's been. Reports then about how, you know, clutch can exist and then LeBron is separate from that, you know, right. and, and all that. Right. right. He there's has been nothing like, to do with it. There's been factual reports. There's been reports about that. But I'm just saying, like, it's very clear what is happening here. This is a power play to get Anthony Davis to L.A. And no, nobody else can do anything about it. The Pelicans, yes, right now have control over where he goes initially. But in 2020, who knows, right? And I just love that there's no, like, I don't know, no secrecy to it. I would take that Rich Paul quote. Read it again and agree with it. Like it's not just the Lakers; it's a team where he can win. AD would be going sure. to open to Boston. He'd be open to going to Team A, B, or C if it means potentially winning a championship. But it needs to be in a big market: Boston, New York, LA. I think those are the teams. Um, and when it comes to those surprise teams, you know, like if Phoenix were to step up or Chicago were to step up, like if they win the number one pick, I think that would be a significant risk on their part. Where then he yeah. could leave for the Lakers the following summer or another right. team. But I think like if it's Boston. New York or LA, I think he. I think those teams can feel comfortable that he would stay there. Well, so you mentioned New York. What like what gets New New York into the I mean, conversation? If, if they win the number one pick, if you're trading Zion Williamson mm-hmm. and whatever else to get Anthony Davis, the whatever well, else yeah, is what interesting. Is the, what is the whatever well, else? I mean, I mean, I don't know. Um, what if you're putting Kristaps out there? I'm just saying, yeah. like, if that's what it takes, if offers become so enormous. That you're at that level. I'm not saying that they, they would do that. That might be a bit much because Chris Haps is great, um, but he's also extremely injury prone. You mentioned how AD might isn't necessarily injury prone. He just had some injuries. Yeah, it's Chris Haps is injury yeah. prone. It's delicate language, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, I, like, yeah, it's for Anthony Davis. He he just constantly has stuff popping up. Yeah. Um, Even the hand injury. Yeah. Right? It's like, really? A hand that, injury now on your finger and you can't play through it? <laughs> it's a fascinating, <laughs> it's a fascinating time right now. Uh, for the Celtics, for the Pelicans, specifically for the Lakers too, because previously at the beginning of the season, there was this deal where remember we were at Paolo and I were out at media day and they're yes. like, we're going to be patient. Yeah. We can figure this out. You Let know, the Le- young LeBron kids grow. knows what he's going to do and what the season is about. And like, it's not about this year. 
Well, guess what? It kind of already is right now because of this, because you've got a window now where you can beat the Celtics yeah. to the market and you really can't just sit around anymore and wait on, okay, what do we think Lonzo's going to be? What do we think Kuzma's going to be? What do we think Ingram's going to be? you got to make a determination now and make that full court press to get AD before you get you know, the rug pulled out from under you and he ends Absolutely. up somewhere else. You can't, I mean, look, I understood waiting on Paul George and Kawhi Leonard. Right now you can't wait on Anthony Davis. You can't, you can't, you just have to put everything on the table right now to get it done because even though, if you're the Lakers, if you wait, obviously the the, the odds are somebody else is going to be able to elevate their offer, especially Boston. Um, I think if you're the Pelicans from the flip side of this, you need to evaluate right now, is it worth waiting? How much more do you value Tatum over whatever the Lakers can offer? How much more do you value Jalen Brown, if at all? Because if you're the Pelicans, you may, you may view Ingram and Tatum as near equal assets, yeah, even though Tatum sure. has had more success and he's younger. Maybe that's just your evaluation. Everybody's evaluation is, is independent. New Orleans needs to think long and hard right now about doing a deal now because if the Lakers go all in with swap picks, future picks, I'm talking like a, like a Nets-esque yeah, that Celtics sure. pick the Godfather off. Yeah, exactly. You probably have to take that right now. There's I, I, so you know, there's, depending on how strong we're talking here. There's so much in play for the Lakers right now, and a, a lot of it is being manipulated by Clutch and Rich Paul. Like we haven't even <laughs> talked about. Like one of the things on on the outline pre Anthony Davis was the coaching situation, right. which is also all of a sudden suddenly potentially like something that's being talked about. So if you guys missed this, Jackie McMullen was on <laughs> Windhorse Pod. And she said that there was a lot of tension in the building. Yeah. And she said, it's clear to me that LeBron's camp would prefer a coaching change. And they're not too subtle about that. And Winhorse said, well, you know, LeBron hasn't publicly talked in a month. And she clarified, she said, well, not LeBron, but all the people around, around <laughs> LeBron have made it known. And I don't think it's a shock, right? And Winhorse said, yeah, you know, it's not, yeah. it's not like, uh, he said, that's a fair thing right. to say. So you've got Rich Paul back there going, Man, we'd really like the new coach. And oh, by the way, you know who wants out of New Orleans? And like, so it's it's possible that he could get his two guys into the same spot with a coach of their choosing. It's crazy what's happening. It's a bronze franchise now. Like it it isn't because we, you know, it it's not like he's the one making the moves or like calling for these things, but because of the power he has just through being on roster, like I'm even surprised that. In a lot of ways, Luke Wong made it to, to you know to where he is now. It, it does seem like he has Jeannie Buss' support right it, now. Yeah, right, exactly. Yeah. But Jeannie he Buss does, went but she on. Also she clarified went, exactly. She went on Zach Lowe's podcast. Zach tried to get her to say like, "Is he going to be the coach of the season?" She deflected to Magic, yep, exactly. and it's like, okay, well, yep. where, mm-hmm. where what are we doing here? You know, like there's there's not it, really like clarity there. Stephen A. Smith also said this morning. Um, that uh, Luke Wall and Magic Johnson had a meeting, and it was about the assistants. You know, I, I think there's been some criticism of Luke's assistants where a lot of them are like college buddies level level guys. And it sounds like where if maybe if he would upgrade the staff around him, then maybe Magic Johnson might like, like him more. Isn't that just delaying the inevitable? Like it just feels like... Of course. Like, you yeah, know. No doubt. It feels like it's inevitable for, for the Lakers to let go of Luke Walton and then hire somebody else. And get Anthony Davis. That there's, also feels inevitable. There's so much in flux for the Lakers. Like I really expected... I, I'm an idiot. I'm an idiot. I, I thought like this might actually be a year where the Lakers take a second to like evaluate the terrain. And I'm like, oh, right, they're the Lakers. Of course they can't do that because they never do that. And it's going to have to happen sooner rather than later. What about, and this is something also the KOC and I talked right before uh, we started the pod. And I, and I wish uh, Isaac wasn't on his deathbed. I hope he survives. It, how much, how much, like for the first time in a long time, maybe ever, 
they've got their crosstown rival to consider as well. It's not just that they're trying to beat the Celtics to market, but they're trying to get a, another superstar player to pair with their own superstar because in the offseason, the Clippers are going to have a ton of money and KD and Kawhi could potentially be in play. Yeah, LA could be, I mean, it's already the center of the basketball universe because of LeBron James, Always. but it could even be, you know, I don't know what's bigger than the universe, nothing really, whatever, whatever the universe <laughs> sure. is expanding into, um, <laughs> that, that's how big it is if, if Kawhi or KD were to go to the Clippers. And I think that's even more reason for, as we've been saying throughout this whole pod, for the Lakers to strike now, because it is unclear what other free agents are necessarily interested in coming to the Lakers and playing with LeBron. I'm sure somebody will sign, right? They're, they're, yeah. they're going to get somebody, but nobody is Anthony Davis. Th- that's one thing to note. Um, it is advantageous for the Lakers' order of operations to be sign free agent, then make trade. Sure. But if you were to trade for Anthony Davis now, you can't, you still could open up around 20, 20 to $25 million in cap space to use on whoever, depending on other moves you make. Um, so they still could sign a guy this summer. Bef- when trading for Anthony Davis before free agency. That's just one thing to know. Uh, so LeBron James, he was cleared for contact. He's back at practice. Still not playing, though. Mm. He's been out with a uh, groin injury since Christmas. They're 6-10 and 10 without him. 25th in offense, but 5th in defense. They've been a pretty good defensive team. The predictive models here, also not that bullish on the Lakers making the playoffs. Just 28% chance, according to 538. That should be um, a lot higher. You know who they have on their team? You know who they have? They have LeBron, LeBron James. James. It, should, it should be ESPN, well over here. ESPN's even lower at 14.2%. That's way too low. I don't um, care it's the West. They have LeBron. Independent of what they end up doing with with potentially Anthony Davis offers, do you think they're going to make the playoffs? Yeah. Should they? They yes. have LeBron James on their team. It's like last year, those predictive models had like the Cavaliers championship hopes right. lower than Boston. It's like, you kidding me? They're the favorite, man. Well, you can't fact, you can't, like there's no algorithm that, well, you know, accounts for LeBron James. So LeBron. let's just ignore <laughs> the algorithm altogether, maybe. Yeah. No, I mean, I think. Well, thank goodness for the great algorithm. I, I do think it's interesting that they've had such a tumultuous season. Yeah. The suspensions, the injuries to literally almost every player on the roster. Now, Lonzo's the most recent one. They had nine guys at practice the other day. There you and go. Luke Walton wow. was like, on the one hand, I need these guys to practice to get better. And on the other hand, I can't get any more people injured. So, like, what do I do? Right. Ryan dudes. That, exactly. That's the funny thing about, you know, Luke Wal- the criticism of Luke Walton this year, right? It's this like, is a yeah, great he hasn't point. had a full roster at all. Well, this is a great point. And even when they had a full roster, I'm sorry, like, did he sign Beasley and Lance and JaVale? <laughs> well, you don't like Lance's guitar playing, and, and, man? He had a great solo yesterday. And trade for Tyson Chandler only to realize that you wanted to play Zubach more? Like, I mean, these are not Luke Walton so, moves. Like, Rondo is yeah. fine. He's Rondo, and he's always like at the end of a season. You're like, oh, all of a sudden Rondo's still alive. Like to, to it's me, fine. The, the criticism, like yesterday's game, Ingram, Ingram was great in the first mm-hmm. half. Like 17, 18 points in the first half, and he barely touched mm-hmm. the ball in the second half. That's where uh, I think there's legitimate criticism of Luke Wall. Like, how do you not feed the guy sure. the ball a lot more when he's playing the way he is against Phoenix? Uh, I think it's little things like that. Some of the rotations, like the three, four guard lineup he puts yeah. out there. It's like, come on, but, man, what are you doing? Okay, but I would counter with. Considering the fact that the roster wasn't exactly a bunch of defensive killers yeah. coming in, considering all the injuries that they've right. had, lack of shooters, the <laughs> lack of shooting that they've had. Yes, the offense hasn't been great. The defense has been really good and has continued to improve every single year that he's been the coach. Like I look at those pieces and I, like, especially at the beginning of the year when they were running uh, Kuzma out as the oh, emergency man. five defensively, and I was like, oh, this is a disaster. And he adjusted and figured it out, and like yeah. they got better defensively. Like there are certain things that he's been able to do. With very few pieces, and then the pieces he's had, they didn't do him any favors with that. I think 
I think Luke Walton could be a good coach, but it doesn't mean he's the right coach. Yeah, that's yeah, fine. I, I think that's a perfect way to put it. And all that ultimately matters is if LeBron, LeBron cares. Exactly. exactly. And, and that's why he might not be the right coach. Even He, he should get another job if he were to get yeah. killed by the Lakers. He's, he's a young coach who is, you know, he can be good. He can I be like good with young players. They can build them like, up. Yeah. Yeah. I, He's yeah, pretty good with the Warriors. <laughs> I think it's interesting <laughs> you know, too. They get those wins on his record. We have this idea about LeBron being the king killer, the coach killer, right? Mm. Like, but it's not exactly true. Like uh David Blatt lasted a year and a half. Paul Silas lasted a year and a half. Ty Lu didn't get fired until after he was gone. Spo never got fired. Mike Brown didn't get fired until after Spoh's he was gone. Still there. Right. That's what I mean. So um I don't know that like the narrative that like LeBron always has to have his guy is quite right. I mean, that's just something that has become part of the narrative. Not just yeah. that he needs his, that he has to have his coach, but also that he's like the phantom GM or that he's making moves behind the scenes. And like he has a lot of power. Let's not be like no doubt about no it. doubt about that. You know, but but at the end, at the end at the end of the day, like these organizations are not always malleable to what he wants. You know, I wonder. You know, if the Lakers were to let go of Luke Wallen either this season or during the offseason, would you is there a coach outside the NBA that should be a top candidate for that spot? Or are you looking within the league? Are you trying to like hire Spo from the Heat, something like that? Like the coach that LeBron has had his best success with. Uh or are you looking within, you it's, know, of current the twenty nine other coaches already with the team, or are you looking it's exactly what he said. It's exactly what Palace said. It's whatever LeBron wants. Like, <laughs> I mean, no, I mean honestly, yeah. it really is. At that like, point, yeah. If you're going to present him with a bunch of options, and or or he's going to present you with them, <clears throat> and you're going to choose from one of the one of the candidates that he'd be cool with. You have to have somebody that you're not going to have these continual rumors about. Yeah, you need some stability in some aspect of the franchise, right? And if you know the players are. You know, you're trading them or you're not, you're moving them. I mean, like you're signing one year deals. You at least need the coach to be a guy that sort of unifies all of that. While we're talking about uh, like tea leave reading and possible conspiracies and who's going where and whatnot, did you see LeBron's Instagram? Uh, ah, yes. Re the rewind yes. video. I did. Oh, yeah, that's funny. I did so, see that. So if you, if you missed this, he, <laughs> he was on Instagram looking um, happy. And uh, he was singing a song, Rewind, mm -hmm. and he put it to Kyrie's attention. Yep. Tagged him and everything. What if, what if we've got this all wrong? What if the Celtics can't put AD and Kyrie together because Kyrie and LeBron get back together? <laughs> I love it. Yeah, I'm here I, for that. I don't see it happening. That would be. I, I, I would be surprised if Kyrie left Boston. I would be surprised as well. But I, do, I did really enjoy that little bit of NBA uh, kerfluffle where everybody was like, what's happening? Why is he doing that yeah. video? And like, all of a sudden they're talking and they're phoning each other. And, and, and it's and, like, and, remember and those like, great times we had together? Sure. And for all the talk about like puppet masters and all that, like, mm -hmm. to be honest, like we're also like part of it all, you know, we're reacting to almost every little thing, reading into all the conspiracies and reading into every reporter, every tweet, if you will. And that's part of the, Economy of the NBA it, right it, now. LeBron knows that. I mean, it, it could have just been a song that him and Kyrie both <laughs> love. And it just popped on, you know, and shuffle. And he's like, oh, Kyrie, I'm going to take a video. But LeBron knows that by putting that out there, it generates that conversation. Like people he's are just smart. Gonna, oh, there's no yeah. doubt about it. I mean, like, I in Cleveland, before Kyrie left, there were people who were tell me like he controls everything up to and including the narrative around him and the team. And that was part of what aggravated <laughs> Kyrie in the first place, that he was not... Machiavellian, but very much attuned to, hey, I'm the NBA's human sounding board. And like, if I do something <laughs> like this, people will pay attention and then they'll start to wonder and maybe they'll talk about it. I mean, people ask LeBron, it's always funny to me. I would love to see, look, 
media asks LeBron about everything. They ask about things that are happening across the league just to get LeBron's opinion. LeBron could comment on anything and it would make news. Anything. Let's say um, that AD is not going to move to the Lakers before the trade deadline, right? Like the Lakers go out there and they decide they're going to put everybody and everything in the offer and still the Pelicans won't move because they want to see the Clippers get involved and other teams get involved and they're going to wait. Should the Lakers then be buyers at the deadline if they're going to make the playoffs? Should they buy something that's not AD? That's someone I'm asking you. Um, Bill Orm reported before this even happened, before this even happened, Bill Orm reported uh, from The Athletic that the Lakers would be open to moving Ingram Ball Kuzma and or Hart in the right deal. Anthony Davis, that's the right deal. That's the, that's that's the only deal. Otherwise, yeah. you pretty much hold yeah. on. Yeah. Especially now that it's explicit that he wants So then out. they're back to being patient. Well, I mean, yeah. I, it's like I said earlier, <laughs> ideally, the order of operations for the Lakers is that you sign a free agent and then you trade for Anthony Davis. That's the ideal path for them. How do we think this ultimately shakes out? Like if you had to be, let's, uh, let's be betting men mm-hmm. here. How does it shake out for Boston? How does it shake out for the Pelicans? How does it shake out for the Lakers, for the rest of the league? Because again, when these pieces finally move, this is it's going to have a long-term impact on the league. Um, it depends. Uh, if they make the trade before the deadline, I think it's Lakers. If they wait, I think it's Boston. Like, so if they wait until the summer, I think it would be Boston. Yeah, I think I would agree with that, but I just... Because I want to see it, I want them to make the trade at the deadline, and I, I want it too. Yeah, I want it at Can the we, deadline. Let's just go. The deadline's like no offense to Mike Conley and and, and Marcus All, who are great, and right. I hope they find better teams to play for. <laughs> like we need this deadline to be a little more exciting, and I think. Hey, didn't read this my article today about the Grizzlies. They're the most interesting team in the league. I, I mean, that's where we're at. That's where we're at. You just said it all. Right, you well, go. You know, I, I wonder. You know, we're talking about like Memphis as like an other team. Is there? Is there like? What other team would step up and offer here? Right, like, well, right the now, Raptors, right? Is it, I guess. Like, is it like Siakam and OG and all their future picks? Oh, wow. or, you know, or if you're offered Ben Simmons right now, I think you have to do that. Still, I wonder if they would wait. Well, I, my thing about Ben Simmons is like he's the best of any young guy you can offer, aside from like maybe Luca at this point. Like I, and, and I mean, he's Anthony Davis. I'd do that deal, but yeah, yeah, the question no. is, would he stick around? And the, right. also, you know, you get back to on court spacing and like, yes, you have yeah. Embiid and he could no. both shoot or something. Let's but, do it. Yeah, I, two big men. Let's do the, it. How about the Nuggets? Like with Jamal I was Murray, thinking about the Nuggets Gar- too. Gary Harris. Yeah, because like it, you have to sort of like think about teams that are win now, but also have the right assets. And it's like there's yeah. not a, there's not a lot of teams in that space the Nuggets are one of those teams like the Celtics I think so Jokic and AD that would be so fun that would be fun which is yet another reason why you know like the asset and young player overlap between picks and young players yet another reason why like the Lakers are in a good spot here and I let's I think we're overthinking this I want to get back to the point that I just want it to happen (laughs) yeah if I'm thinking about like just from an entertainment and content standpoint, right? I like watching basketball. Yeah. I like the NBA. Yeah. I like big storylines <laughs> sure. and narratives. That's yes. a big thing that we talk about here at Heat Check. If I could think about the best story, put Anthony Davis and LeBron James together in Los Angeles on the Lakers. Mm-hmm. That sounds awesome. And I then, want that. And, and then put Kawhi on the Clippers. Sure. And, and maybe Katie, Katie, Katie in the Knicks. In the Knicks. <laughs> yeah, that sounds great. And none of them in Boston. <laughs> let's let's not do anything good in Boston. Let's let's have the best laid plans sure. of Dan, Danny Ainge crater completely, mm-hmm. uh, and then there's a big revolt. They toss some more tea in a harbor. Everybody's very angry. I 
Angry Boston's my favorite Boston. Let's get back to that. You know, it would be cool. What? Uh, if the if the Lakers were to get AD now, and then sign Boogie this summer, have an AD Boogie LeBron front court. <laughs> oh my goodness, small sure. ball, small ball thing of the past. Let's let's do all of that. I, I think that would be wonderful. Um, the NBA constantly a surprise. You wake up in the morning and all of a sudden Anthony Davis wants out, and uh, the outline blows up, and here we are talking about it. Uh, you've got a piece up right now about the Grizzlies and how they're <laughs> the most interesting team in the NBA. Great Shut pivot. life on, on that is excellent. Go read about it. Um, what do you got going? Uh, well, I wrote uh, a quick thing on our running rumor blog about the Davis thing, and I'm sure we will have plenty more on that. The, the one, the one interesting thing in the Grizzlies piece: um, <laughs> the Kings and the Pistons have inquired about Marcus Sol per sources. Okay, that, that, that is that, interesting. Yeah. And uh, the other night I put this on our Slack uh, about the Grizzlies being interesting. They they closed and won against the Pacers. Oh, that was a fun with ending. Bruno friggin Caboclo. Oh my god. I, I was like, what's happening? The future is now. The future Ma- is now. Conley jumping into the arms of Marcus Sol. <laughs> Conley giving him a big smooch in the cheek after the game. It was a beautiful moment. <laughs> a lot of, uh, lot of basketball uh, to pay attention to, which by the way, We've got our NBA watch of the night. Mm-hmm. The Golden State Warriors at the Indiana Pacers. No Victor Oladipo. Uh, very sad for them. He ruptured his quad. It's a shame for Vic. It's a shame for Indiana. It'll be interesting to see what happens with Indiana. Like, what do they do now? What do you do with they're, they're in Indiana? Indiana? To me, yeah. they were, for, for a moment there, they were the most interesting team to me because they are they were in this weird spot where they were they're playing too well to even revert back on that in some way. And like, figure out how to get some assets for, for uh, or get something back for their assets. Uh, I wonder if they still go for Mike Conley. Like, that was my thought. Like I, I don't think they will. I, yeah. I thought... But, but, they, but, I mean, it's interesting because the conley Lethal backcourt would have been really nice. Exactly. I, I think they're going to still be competitive, and it wouldn't surprise me if they still made the playoffs. Like, they have a strong No, no they're going to make the playoffs. Yeah, yeah, the East is weak. I yeah. thought pre-depot injury that they could be a, a really nice, interesting buying candidate. Mm-hmm. And now I wonder, like, do they just wait? Or do they still do go still out buy? there and grab? That's, you know? that's what I'm asking. Like, I don't, I don't know what you yeah. do if you're in Indiana. Team to pay attention to. They're playing Golden State tonight. Uh, check that out. Warriors at Pacers on NBA TV, followed by Hawks and Clippers. Remember, gang, if you want to watch every NBA game, subscribe to NBA League Pass on NBA.com, Amazon, or your local cable or satellite provider. All kinds of great content up on the ringer.com. KOC and I are going to shoot some videos uh, for the trade deadline for next week. Be sure to check those out. Be sure to check out Paolo Getty's stuff. Uh, KOC stuff. Want to thank those guys for being here. Want to thank Jim for filling in. Want to remind everybody, please rate and review us on Apple if you'd be so inclined. And don't forget, you got the mismatch. KOC is back on Tuesday. You've got group chat on Thursday with Paolo, and then uh, KOC will be back again on Friday with Corner. Th- You're basically just one walking podcast at this point. You're just constantly <laughs> on a podcast. Uh, pay attention to all those things. Hopefully, Isaac will be back next week. If not, I will be back next week on Heat Check. Thanks for listening, gang. Bye.